0: Welcome to Zooming In, a show about the lives and feelings of regular people who are like you and me, people seeking connection and love, people who are just muddling along trying to be human. I'm your host, Sason Kim Simong. The pandemic has forced many of us to rethink the things that we had taken for granted, especially relationships. Sadia Ahmed arrived in Perth not long before the pandemic hit. Like many of us, she thought that things would blow over in a few weeks. She didn't imagine that it would be so long before she could visit her family again back in Pakistan. She's missed them a lot, of course, but she's missed her sister in particular. The distance, it's made her realize that although she's many things, a writer, a feminist, an activist, a friend to many, above all, she's Fiza's big sister.
1: I'm the eldest. Um, I have a brother who's two years younger to me. Uh, I have a sister who is nine years
0: younger to me. Brother's name is Sherry, and uh, her name is Fiza. Sadia was nine years old when Fiza was born, so the age gap is pretty big. Almost a generation, as Sadia puts it. This means that most of Sadia's childhood was spent with her brother Sherry. With just a two-year age gap, he was more like a peer than a little brother. When Fiza finally came along, Sadia and Sherry were over the moon, finally a baby in the family. It was just what these two older siblings had been waiting for.
1: Yeah, I clearly remember that. Dad actually took us uh, to the hospital. And he came home and he told us that you have a baby sister. I, I and my brother, we started jumping. We were so excited. Because uh, we really wanted to have a baby in the family. And it was also because our friends had baby siblings and we didn't have a baby in the house. So it wasn't about having a human being. It It was about having a baby.
0: So now Sherry was a big brother and Sadia was a big sister twice over. And importantly, they had a baby in the family, just like their friends. But it wasn't long before they realized that having a baby around wasn't all it's cracked up to be. It was not all fun and games.
1: We thought she would be pooping glitter, Uh, but no, there were so many other aspects Uh, because uh, she was crying. And uh, you know, when you see other people's babies, you don't remember them crying. You only like you know you enjoy other people's babies who are in other people's homes and who don't like you know come to your home at night. So so yeah, she used to cry a lot and. that was something quite, like, you know, quite a shock for us. is she crying all the time. So it wasn't like that. I think crying and pooping was something, yeah, that we didn't really like about her. Maybe she shouldn't have pooped or cried when she was a baby.
0: As Fizza started growing up, becoming her own person with thoughts and feelings and opinions, not just the pooping and crying baby that Sadia remembers, she developed very different relationships with her two siblings. Initially, she was closer to my brother because my brother was more
1: fun. I've never been a fun kid as such. I was more serious. I was someone who was into books. I wasn't much into playing around and stuff like that. I, Even as a kid, I enjoyed talking more than running around. So she had a more fun time with my brother because... Um, my brother um, is, uh, like most of the kids in our family, have always loved him. And he treated her as an equal, and I would treat her like a baby. I would want to cuddle with her, and I would want to kiss her, and yeah, lots of, and then like, you know, carry her everywhere. Even when she was three or four years old, I just wanted to have her in my lap and carry her around. But yeah, so yeah, she was closer to my brother, and... Um, she would, or like, whenever she was uh, sitting with um, a brother, she would say that, like, you know, I don't like her. you you my brother. I don't, I don't like her.
0: So, yeah, it was different when we were growing up. Sadia noticed some differences in the way her parents were raising Fiza in comparison to how she and Sherry had grown up. They were way more relaxed with Fiza, and this showed in her personality. From a young age, Fiza was cheeky, a bit bratty, as Sadia would say and very strong-willed. Yeah, she was quite
1: a brat growing growing up. She was the youngest in the family. With I and my brother, our parents were strict um, disciplinarians. Like we were not even allowed to eat in front of the guests. Yeah, there were quite do's and don'ts for us when we were growing up. But when she was growing up, things were much different. Our parents were more relaxed and they did not care much. Probably they were tired of raising both of us. So once um, Fizza said to Sherry, pick up my school bag. And he was like, no, I wouldn't do that. Go pick your own school bag. And she said that if God has given you hands, what are those for? Go pick my bag.
0: (laughs) So this is who she was. As time went on, Fizza's attention shifted away from her big brother to her big sister, who by this time was a teenager. Sadia discovered that she had a new shadow, who followed her everywhere i think sisters naturally bond as they grow up so when she
1: was growing up we did have a better bonding as compared to when she was a kid and uh, she had this habit of like you know following me like a shadow and i was at that age when i needed my privacy and i did not want her to be around all the time so so yeah she used to do that and um I remember once I I said to her that I need my space. Now, she had no idea what space means. And um, actually, at that time, in most of the South Asian, and I think even now, uh, space is a concept which is a bit unheard of (laughs) in Asian families. So she was like, no, you're not allowed to have space. And that day, she literally followed me everywhere. Like she would
0: just stand outside the loo and that was it. Years passed, and the three siblings remained close. The whole family did, actually. But Sadia feels like Fizza was always particularly family-oriented. Maybe it's because she was the baby, and she was just used to having everyone around her fussing over her. She was always a very family-oriented uh, child.
1: Like even as a kid, she wanted to celebrate her birthday with the family. Like we wanted to celebrate our birthdays with friends, and she always wanted to celebrate birthdays with families. And whenever. Like, you know, we had to go out for dinner or something. She wanted everyone to be there. So for her, like, you know, me changing, uh, like, moving to another country
0: was a huge thing. So when Zadia announced that she was leaving Pakistan for Dubai with her husband, Fizza took the news really hard. And she was really disturbed about me mo- moving to Dubai.
1: So for her, like, you know, me changing, uh, like, moving to another country was a huge thing. Actually, at that time, now she's more ex- expressive about her feelings. Otherwise, she's always been an introvert. So she never expressed what she really felt. But her um, parents would tell that, like, you know, she does miss you. And uh, she would express that in some other way. Even if she wasn't saying that, oh, I miss my sister. It was the first time I had moved out of Pakistan. And um, I was really excited and thrilled. By a new country, by a new city, having new things to explore. So I did not really miss my family in the beginning.
0: Even though Fiza was 20 by this point, she didn't really feel ready to let her big sister go just yet. But Sadia was 29, and she was excited to be moving abroad. She was looking forward to meeting new people and living in a new place. It was like this big adventure. And the painful truth is she didn't really think about leaving Fiza behind. A few years passed and the geographical distance between Sadia and her family in Pakistan grew even bigger. She moved to Sydney and eventually she moved to Perth. And by this time, Sadia had been living away from Pakistan for four years. She was getting used to the transient lifestyle. She coped well with change. She made new friends wherever she went. But unlike when she first left for Dubai, she started to really miss her family. At the start of 2020, Fiza got engaged Sadia's baby sister was gonna be a bride and she just didn't want to miss it for the world. She planned to get back to Pakistan for the wedding, but it was 2020, so we all know what happens next.
1: I was pretty sure that everything is going to be all right by October or so, we would have vaccines, everyone would get vaccinated because who wouldn't want to come out of um, this pandemic? But uh, none of that happened, (laughs) who knew? Um, that uh, I was stuck here long term. As as I mentioned earlier, you can also
0: um, consider me being naive at that time or probably overly optimistic. At first, Sadia's family talked about changing the date of the wedding, hoping that if they pushed it back, the borders would be open and Sadia would make it. But as the weeks went by, it became clearer and clearer that things were not going to open up anytime soon. Sadia hated the idea of missing her only sister's wedding. But she also hated the idea of delaying it just for her sake. So she pushed them to go ahead without her. The little sister who had followed Sadia around everywhere, standing outside the toilet, refusing to give her privacy. She was getting married and Sadia wasn't there by her side. It was pretty tough. So so yeah, could and travel to Pakistan.
1: And um, it, 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 was, it was those three days because um, Pakistan weddings uh, are a long affair. Those were pretty hard, pretty hard. And she would be sending me pictures from the salon and all of that, and like literally of every moment. She was really happy on her wedding and smiling and beaming with joy. But um, And I would see those pictures and I would cry. So I think I, not for three days, I think I cried for almost seven days. Although initially I thought I wouldn't. Before her wedding, I didn't think I would be so emotional about her wedding. Everything, everything was hard, uh, like, in um, South Asian countries. And I could only speak for South Asian countries because I come from there. Wedding is a patriarchal affair. And a girl's wedding actually means marrying her off to another family where she leaves her home and all of that. So even if I was in Pakistan at that time, it would have been, been a very emotional moment because, like, you know, she's leaving and you're worried how her next life would be and all of that. But uh, so, but being here in uh, Perth, being stuck here in Perth because of the border restrictions and COVID and everything that had happened, I think it doubled that. So it wasn't only about not being able to be there, but also the things, the thoughts that you have when a girl is getting married. And then she was baby of the family. So, yeah.
0: Still, the ever-loving little sister Fiza was committed to including Sadia in everything. Fiza and her mom called Sadia at every opportunity to get her advice on anything and everything wedding related. Fiza was determined for Sadia to be part of her wedding.
1: She included me in everything, in everything, like uh, whatever she had to buy for her wedding, um, the flowers, um, the clothes that she had to get. And My mom and I are very close. So my mom, obviously, she does include me in everything even now. So whatever had to be done for the wedding, small decisions and all of that. So she, mom always made me a part of it, but she also... I was only physically not there, but she made sure that I was a part of everything that was going on over there. She also wanted me to be on the wedding through Zoom. But I was crying so bitterly that day that I told her that, no, I can't be on Zoom. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch this uh, wedding on no video. no. And I remember calling my uncle who lives in uh, California and um, it was 7 a.m. or something like that over there and I just
0: called him and I was wailing. (laughs) So, yeah. Sadia had missed her sister's wedding and the enormity of it hit her. But like so many of these pandemic stories, there's really no takeaway. It just sucks. And it can be hard to overcome the grief of missing out on some of the most meaningful parts of life, like seeing someone you love get married or being there for the birth of a new child. As the pandemic has dragged on, so has the distance. For Sadia, she tries to focus on all the things she's looking forward to doing when she's finally reunited with her family. The simple things like going for a drive with visa. So one thing is that I want to go
1: for drives with her and enjoy all um, the interesting food in Lahore because uh, we, yeah, we used to have these really fun drives when I was in Pakistan, like you know, singing and all of that. So Yeah, looking forward to that. I just want to spend time with them. I don't care if we're going out, if we're staying in, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like, even if, like, you know, if I'm spending the whole day um, in my mom's living room, I would be happy with that. I just want to be around them, that's it. It, it doesn't matter where we go, what we eat, where we sleep. It doesn't make a difference.
0: There's this funny thing about family. You spend years living under the same roof, and then you grow up and you disperse. The further apart you are, the more the things that really bugged you about them, the closeness, the irritation of daily life, those things become the things you miss the most about them. I imagine Sadia and Fiza's reunion, whenever that might be, and I can't help but think that it might look something like their earlier interactions. Sadia jumping up and down with excitement, waiting to greet her baby sister, with cuddles and kisses, just like she did that very first time. This podcast was produced by the Centre for Stories on Wajak Noongar Buja in Western Australia, with generous funding from Lottery West. The Centre for Stories believes in storytelling as a way to build more inclusive communities. Special thanks to our storyteller for this episode, Sadia, And to our production team, executive producer Kara Jensen-McKinnon, audio engineer Mason Velios. Scripting and interviewing by Sison Kim Simang and Claudia Mancini. Head to centerforstories.com to listen to more stories or to make a tax-deductible donation. Thanks for listening.